Welcome everybody to the IWO podcast, available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. Oh, that, there was uh, there was a bit of an interruption there, Reese. But yeah, I, uh, I put a pause in there. You're shaking got, it up a little bit. It's just I got a really sore throat, so I don't want to be. The worst thing I could do with my throat in a minute is talk about wrestling for nearly an hour. So, that's exactly well, what I'm going to do. Well, since we've broadened our audience to Spotify, that's uh, 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 another thing we're also on. Yes. Um, now. Yes. Um, is Do you think that'll be good for your voice? What, is being on Spotify? Well, yeah. Because more people can hear your... Your your my, voice my lovely breaking. dulcet tones. <laughs> your voice breaking down. <laughs> this is it, everyone. This is the last few moments of me having a voice. I hope you enjoy it. Next week's can... going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like Vince McMahon. Yeah. Welcome to IWMs. <laughs> right. Before, James, before we get into Raw and SmackDown for this week, yes. there is a little bit of business we need to attend to. Firstly, oh, yes. your name is Saggy Tits. Yes! I, well, I don't know why I'm excited about that. That's, I no. should be disappointed. You should be. I lost TLC. I, I think you're enjoying the name Saggy Tits a bit too much, to be honest with you. Yeah. But it's um, only, only this week and next week. I'm and then we have... The Royal Rumble, where it's not just who can predict the matches the most, but who's the luckiest bastard. And in all the luckiest bastards I've ever met in my entire life, you know, there is not one lucky bastard more lucky than Mr. James Evans. So I imagine after Royal Rumble, <laughs> I shall have a stupid name. You know you know what, Reese? At Royal Rumble, I'm saying this now, I'm going all in. That's oh. Not, that's not a... Uh, 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 You're uh, joining AEW. I'm not joining AEW. <laughs> I just realised what I said, but um, I'm 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 taking gambles left, right, and oh. centre. How does that normally work out for you, James? Really badly, but yeah. since it's my favourite pay per view, I I feel like yes. it's like the opposite day. So... Yeah. So you, what you're telling me is you're going to predict Ken Shamrock to win the Men's Royal Rumble. Well, maybe. You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I'm excited. But, James, we have got another matter to attend to before we get into Raw and SmackDown, and that is NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Oh, yes. It was... oh. We're not going to go match by match and dissect it all, because we do need to get on with Raw and SmackDown. But, yes, overall, what an incredible show that was. Yes. Yes, it was lovely. If you haven't watched it, you need to get on it. You need to get on yeah. it, mate. Um tag match at the start absolutely amazing even though my guys didn't win Mustache Mountain our favourite tag team didn't pick up the titles I imagine they will at some point great match nonetheless uh, surprise appearance of Finn Balor yeah, yeah. A, had... Finn, a random Finn Balor appearance <laughs> yes Mr Ben appearing <laughs> on NXT UK Blackpool um, you had Tony Storm winning the women's title and in that main event oh my god um, Pete Dunne is amazing, as is Joe Coffey, as they proved in the match. But Pete Dunne, for me, I can't watch his matches when he's defending that title. Because in Yeah, Pete Dunne, for about a year now, every match he's had for that title, I think he's going to lose. So every submission, every pinfall, I'm just like, no, 
please don't. And uh, like just watching that main event was torture because it was such a good match. But I'm just like, I don't want him to lose. I don't want him to lose so bad. But but you know, he's Pete Dunn. He, he puts he puts his foot through uh, gonna, people's mouths. I'm gonna put my foot through your face. Put a foot my foot through your face. And then the surprise debut of Volta. Oh yes. Yes. Overall, how do you think that'll shake up the I think, NXT well, UK roster? Much like every match for Pete Dunne, I think he's going to lose the title. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, NXT Takeover Blackpool, amazing show. I think a lot of people have kind of been sleeping on NXT UK, but that show has put it up there for me. I feel that Takeover could go head to head with most of the, oh, excuse me, with most of the regular NXT takeovers. Like, obviously I don't think it was as good as War Games 2, because War Games 2 was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. But the average takeover, I think, go head-to-head with that. I thought it was better than a lot of main roster pay-per-views. I think NXT UK has proved in that one match that they have a very bright future. Oh, lovely jubbly. And also, James, your favourite person is now NXT UK Women's Champion. Tony Storm. Tony, Tony, Tony Flippin' Storm. Tony Flippin' Storm. Or as the chant goes, Tony makes a storm. Is it? Is, I don't know what the chant is. Look, but... when you're watching a UK show, you don't know what half the chants are. They just say words to tunes, and then you're just, now it's a thing. Didn't they? They they, they were chanting, "Are you seeing this, Vince, or something?" Yeah. Are you watching? Are you watching? Are you watching, Vince McMahon? Ah. <laughs> and afterwards, he tweeted saying, "Yes, I was." <laughs> yeah, because that that was totally him on his Twitter oh, account. Oh yeah. It wasn't, you know, one of his many maidens who'd run, who'd do his tweets for him. Although I hope it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we can't talk about NXT all the time. But that show, great show. If you've got the network, go watch it. It'll be worth your while. It's only like, how long is it? Three or four hours? Yeah, I think it's about three hours. So it's the same length as Raw, but all of it is good enough to not skip a... You don't want to skip a second of it. Also, have you seen the Nigel McGuinness documentary? Oh, no. No. That, I, I need to watch it. Oh, my... That's one of... You know how uh, WWE 24, The Hardys, has that effect on you when you're watching it and you don't know what emotion to feel? Yeah. The, the Nigel McGuinness story is exactly the same. Every second, it's like, your heart is breaking... And you're watching him as his heart breaks as well, but he still has such a positive attitude in the same way. And oh, it's it's great. It is really, really good. Yeah, I, I, will, I will be watching it sometime this week. Hopefully, so if you if you've got a free afternoon, put take up a Blackpool on, watch the Nigel McGuinness story, and just have a good old time. Yes. Speaking because... of good old times, though, James. Oh my! Raw God. this week. It, it was. It, they've done it. They they made they... a good one. They're on. They're on track. They're back on the rails. They're on a streak of one. Good episode <laughs> of Raw. It was. Yeah, I I love this episode of Raw. Yeah, let's um, let's let's go from the start. We open yeah. up with a limousine pulling into the arena, and a good old Vince McMahon comes out. He gets his driver to clean a bit of the limo. It's a bit scratched, but it's okay. Don't worry. I'm sure nothing will happen to that limo. Uh, we then cut to the ring where Braun Strowman comes out and he says, I'm going to beat Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And then, oh my God, my throat hurts so much. <laughs> uh, oh, take take a second, segment, please. On the first segment, 
Right. Uh, Baron Corbin comes out and goes, "Look, you're not going to beat Ron. You're not going to beat Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, and also I'm going to win the Royal Rumble match, and I'm going to go somewhere that you will never go, and that's the main event of WrestleMania." This anger's brought, and he chases him to the back. And there's a bit of a little chasey do there, and he'll ooh, where's where's Baron gone? Oh, where's he gone? Yeah, yeah. And then and then you have your your favourite. <laughs> it's time to walk with a Lewis. Walk with a Lewis, who is very happily uh, with a a lovely song of his. Yeah. He's, he's the composition. Prepared. He's prepared this. He's prepared for this moment. You thought one day. Baron Corbin will be hidden in a limo and I'll have to tell someone where he's gone so I'm going to sing a riddle which tells him <laughs> that he's in the limo it was the only appearance of Elias this week didn't actually appear in front of the crowd but I thought he was used really well really yes, liked Elias yeah. here um, Braun runs to the limo where he finds Baron Corbin he smashes up the window then rips the door off to try and get to him Baron does get away but the camera zooms out a little bit and we see good old Vinnie Mac who's yeah. like, like what 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 my limo why and Vince then says Braun I'm going to find you $100,000 and also I am taking away your title match against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble now Braun gets very angry here and he does something that we haven't seen him do in quite some time he flips a big thing. You gotta yes. love it when he flips a big thing. He flips Vince's limo right onto its hood, and that is the end of the opening segment of Monday Night Raw. Really good stuff. Really yeah. sets up the rest of the show. I mean, I, <laughs> there was one thing we we didn't mention, which was at the beginning. You, like you saw Vince McMahon appear at the limo. Ooh, Vince McMahon's <laughs> running the show this week, and then it, the 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 small foreshadowing of him just like. Oh, there's a bit of a scratch here yeah, on the yeah. on the limo. You need to take more care, mate. <laughs> to the limo driver, and then yeah. afterwards, his limo's in a utter state. Yeah. Now, at this point in the show, I fully expected Braun to return in the main event or something, and threaten Vince or something to the point where he's like, "No, Braun, it's okay. You can have your title match." Like I think we saw. Kurt Angle did it a few months ago where he took away Braun's big match and then Braun flipped a truck and then Angle was like oh you can have your match back it's okay and I thought we were going to see that again Yeah, we did not no. we will get onto that later on but it's also very exciting um, we now go to a tag match it is Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax and Tamina uh, the match itself, not too much to talk about. Sasha Banks does get the win with the bank statement. It's more really about aftermath. Of course, Sasha and Ronda have a title match at Royal Rumble. Um, and this was weird. There's an interview in ring, and Ronda's like, oh, I'm going to make you have like a gracious loser. And then Sasha's like, did you just call me a loser? And Ronda's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I, I've I lost my words here. I just meant that you're going to lose to me. So I'm not going to lose to you. I didn't mean to say that. I'm very sorry. I just said that I'm going to make you tap out. And I, No, you're not. I, I didn't mean to upset <laughs> you about that, Sasha. I'm so sorry. And that was that was it. Yeah, I, I, I quite like this, to be honest. Because, like, Ronda Rousey was um, very, like... She was, she was uh, obviously being arrogant. <laughs> and yeah. 
it's it's fueling the uh, fueling for the match Royal Rumble, and um, I I don't think I, I I know some people didn't like this on on the Twitterverse, but mm. um, I I I thought I this is probably one of the only ways they could do a face versus face feud. Yeah, but I'm just like, why does Ronda Rousey care about Sasha Banks' feelings? It's like, yeah, you can say you respect her and all this kind of stuff, but you have got a title match. You should be trying to get in her head. You should be trying to get her angry, get her upset, because she might she make a mistake or something. I know, but they're supposed to be buddies. You respected yeah. her last week, Reese. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's like, imagine if AJ and Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan was still a face. Do you think AJ Styles was like, I'm going to make you tap out? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't, I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but I know. But Daniel Bryan got insulted by AJ saying his name. Oh yeah, good point. I guess you're right. <laughs> it's all rubbish. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I didn't mind this um, because I feel like we're gonna see more of them coming to blows yeah. next week. And I am really excited for the match. I think the match is going to be awesome. I think Royal Rumble as a whole will be awesome because the matches all look fantastic. And also, that stadium is going to look amazing. Oh, yes. It's a 40,000 like, capacity stadium. Yeah. And it's yeah. massive. And it's going to have a weird shape ramp. And there's, if there's one thing I love in life, it's a weird shape ramp. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Any and anything that makes the scenery look different within yeah. the WWE, it's not going to be just the raw stage. They might have a special Titantron. What I love at Rumble is like when they have a huge Titantron. So when that buzzer hits zero, it's not just their music, but your entire screen gets taken over by like by their name or their graphic or their logo or whatever. Yeah, I, I, like I think it was 2013. I think. When they had this amazing, just huge screen. And there wasn't really anything to it. It was just a massive screen. But it just works so well for the Rumble. Yeah. And like, I think that's the one where Jericho came back. And he just opens up with just the massive word Jericho. And he was like, yes, this is the best. This is the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I'm excited for Ronda Sasha. I wasn't a fan of this. Because I just think Ronda desperately needs that bit of her that's just like, I don't care what you think. I'm Ronda freaking Rousey. I'm going to break your arm. Yeah, she should I, be like that. But I don't like that she's all safe. like, oh, I'm so sorry about your feelings. I think, there, I, I think there will be a point where she does act like that, but I feel like she's going to need, uh, you know, some some backup. Maybe, mm, maybe, maybe. We'll, ha- we'll have to wait and see. Uh, up next, though, we have another tag match. It is the Revival versus the Lucha House Party. Uh, two on two, not Lucha House Party rules, thank no, God. They banned them, remember? Banned! Gone! Like automatic rematches and Brock Lesnar. You won't be seeing them on TV. <laughs> um, the Revival do pick up the win, but the biggest story from this match has actually appeared online today as it has been reported that the Revival, along with Mike and Maria Kanellis, have requested their release from WWE. Now, this is a rumour at this point. It might not be true. Who knows? How do you feel about this, James? Well, I'm more... I'm more inclined to think the rumours 
with the revival are more true than the one with Mike and Maria Canellis because they've seemed quite positive of their time at WWE. Yeah, but also they're not really being used. Like, is Mike Canellis still on two or five? I'm I'm not sure because. Uh, I, I I don't I don't watch much of Two Five Live. <laughs> I gotta admit, but like I think someone like Mike Kanellis could do really well at an AEW. Yes, yes. And whereas Revival have been the guys that everyone's been saying they're most likely to jump to AEW, I've also kind of been like, oh, maybe not. I don't know. It's it's really obvious, isn't it? It's the it's obvious. The, they're the, the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. They are kind of. The epitome of fan favourites that have been overlooked by the company at yeah. this point in the company's time. I mean, like, as of recently, they've been on TV nearly every single week. Yeah. I hope they, they finally get the championships because they're a really good team. Well, you see, <laughs> you got to think that they're going to have a tag title shot at the Rumble. I mean... Oh yeah, that'll show you if they're staying or going. If they win that or not, because I feel this whole story with them and the Rude and Gable has been building up to them winning the titles at Rumble. Yeah. If they don't win the titles at Rumble, they're out the door. Well, I I feel like WWE are playing with it a little bit because they 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 keep like on the announce desk they keep mentioning oh this conspiracy yeah uh, against. The uh, the revival, and yeah. of course this week they put uh, against yet again the Lucha House Party, yeah, taking up the win, yeah, after two uh, championship matches. If I was them though, let's say they can convince the revival to stay, I would play up the fact that they want to leave on TV, yeah, uh, do like what Punk did in 2011, where he's his title, where his contract was running out, be like, look. We are going to leave. We're going to take the titles and leave. <laughs> yeah, we are the best tag team in the world, and you're going to lose us. And I'm just like, see what happens. Let the fans take it on their own. Yeah. I think that could be quite fun. Um, also, yeah, speaking of contracts, I wasn't going to say this until we talk about SmackDown, but I thought, let's talk about it now, because we are talking about contracts. One, Mr. Alan James Styles. Ooh. His contract is running out in a few weeks, and as of yet, him and WWE have not come to terms on a new contract. Um, I, to be honest, in in my personal opinion, I think AJ Styles will stay with WWE. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Because he's he's just a massive name there currently. He's a huge star. I think he's very happy there. I don't think he has any reason that he wants to leave. And I think if there is contract disputes, it's not over pay, it's not over status. I think his main thing from watching his 365 thing that he put up is he doesn't want to be on the road all the time. He wants to have more time with his family. Yeah. wants to do less uh, house shows. So I think if there is trouble there, that'll probably be what it were, what it is, but I imagine that they will come to terms, because uh, at this point, I think WWE, they don't need AJ Styles, but he is a big pull, and he's a big company guy for them now, and I think that they will agree terms, because I think um, going into Mania, you need AJ at this point. 
Yeah, and I mean, he is still the face of SmackDown. Yeah, really. I, I, he's the number one male star on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, they've got uh, they've got to keep. I you see, I don't think there there's no reason for him to go to AEW at this point. No, I think he can ride out his career and just end in WWE. Now, I think he, from listening to interviews with him, he's very happy there, and he has been since the day he walked in. Yeah. So, I don't think he'll be leaving, and I'd be very sad if he was. But the revival, on the other hand, they're fifty-fifty. They could go. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm keeping an open mind about this because, I mean, to be honest, I thought that match on Raw was okay. It was yeah. one of. It was one of the, like the the down parts of Raw, but it, it wasn't wasn't necessarily bad in any way. Yeah, I think it was good, and I think they are good. Yeah, but I mean, what, whatever they do, the revival are awesome. Yeah, I think at this point though, their story off screen may be more interesting than their story on screen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll this... wait and see. Yeah, it could be an interesting few weeks in the land of the revival, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, let's move on, though. Vince McMahon comes out, no chance in hell. He's doing the funny walk. Everyone loves him. Uh, he gets in the ring. Before he can say a word, yabado, it's John Cena. Out he comes, and he says, Look, you need someone to replace Braun in that title match against Brock. I'm your guy. I'm a 16-time world champion, and I've never won the Universal title. I will break Ric Flair's record at Royal Rumble and become the 17-time world champion, because I am dedicated to this company, and I have ruthless aggression. Uh, This brings out Drew McIntyre, and he says, Look, I deserve that title shot. I am the new face of ruthless aggression. I don't care if you talk about your hair or you break up with Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Brock Lesnar, when you face me, I will beat you for that universal title. How dare you talk about <laughs> ruthless aggression? You don't know what. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Not this week! Not this week! Um, right, uh, out comes Baron Corbin, and he's like, "Strowman scared me, and I will sue." <laughs> you play in the field for me. And then oh, out good comes talk, Baron. Out comes Finn Balor, and he goes, "I am a f- the only man in this ring who is a former Universal Champion, and I am sick and tired of constantly being overlooked by this company." And Vince replies, "Finn, there's Finn, a lot of beef in this ring. <laughs> there's an awful lot of beef in this ring. It's it's like a butcher's. There's so <laughs> much beef everywhere." Do you think you can compete? And he goes, yes. And he punches Barry Corbin in the face. <laughs> and there's a yeah. bit of a brawl. And this sets up the main event, which is a fatal four-way between Finn, Cena, Drew and Baron Corbin. The winner will face Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship. <laughs> this segment was friggin' awesome. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah, was- I think... It, it kicked off a bit of like an underdog story, yeah, for Finn Balor. And at I this really point, I like still that. thought Braun was going to come back and claim his place. Oh, and man. I was like, "How are they going to do it? I wonder how <laughs> they're going to get Braun back in here." Uh, also, I think Cena 
he gets a load of he gets a lot of rubbish off a certain section of the fans. And I think at a time maybe it was deserved. At this point, John Cena is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think promo I, wise, I, match I, wise, you can't fault him. Yeah, I mean, apart from his hair. In terms of crowd reaction, I think the crowd starting to warm to John Cena quite a bit. Yeah, I think if you're booing John Cena now, I get that singing John Cena sucks at the start. That's fun. Yeah. And I guess if he's going up against someone like an AJ or a Finn, who's a crowd favourite, yeah, pick him over. But John Cena, I think I think everyone respects Cena at this point. It's very much like when people say, you suck to Kurt Angle. It's like, yeah, we like you. Yeah, it's just a show of respect in a weird <laughs> type of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was super hyped for this main event. As I said before, I still thought Braun was going to come back. Yeah. But we'll have to... Wait and see, because now we're moving on to another tag match. Ooh. It's everyone's favourite losers, the Riot Squad, taking on a team of Natalia, Bailey, and a mystery opponent. Oh, who was this mystery opponent, Reese? Because we've been seeing uh, certain NXT ta- uh, talent backstage. Yeah, um, EC3, Lacey yes. Evans. Yes, your mum. Uh, and um, uh, so who... who it was none other than Nikki Cross, the uh, team member for Bailey and Natalia. Before we move on to this match, let's talk a little bit about these NXT guys. I read on Reddit today uh, that the reason these NXT guys are kind of appearing but not doing anything is just so that the it's Vince's idea for the audience to kind of see them a little bit before they go into a big feud or storyline, just so that when they go into the big feud or storyline, the audience know who they are. Yeah, which and is... I think a good yeah. idea. I think it is a good idea, but I think also on the other hand, when someone goes, oh, look at John Cena's debut where he came out and said ruthless aggression to Kurt Angle, or look at the Shield debut where they came out and uh, put Ryback through a table, or like look at Chris Jericho's debut where he interrupted the Rocks promo. In the future, we're going to go, look at EC3's debut on Raw. He was lining up in a queue backstage. Yeah. It's just, I feel it's but, a bit lacklustre in that way, but I do agree with Vince's idea at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like if if you did go back and watched EC3's debut, you would go all the way back to NXT. Yeah, I guess so. Or even further back. So I... Derek Bateman in NXT Season 3. <laughs> 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 now, speaking of Derek Bateman, there is a Derek Bateman, I'll stand by it. Because if you don't know, EC3, before he was EC3, he was in WWE NXT when it was that really bad reality show. And his character name was Derek Bateman. And he was really, really funny. And at that time in NXT, you had your rookies and you had your pros. And the pros were the current wrestlers and the rookies were the rookies. And uh, Derek Bateman, or EC3's uh, pro, was Daniel Bryan. And there was one challenge where... Uh, there would be a question and the pro would write down their answer and if the rookie's answer matched the pro's answer, you'd get a point. So the, the uh, say for example, the question would be what do the pros think the rookies can improve on? And like the pros would write down they need to improve on their footwork and the rookies would go, I don't need to improve anything. And, oh, unfortunately your matches, your answers don't match. Now Daniel <laughs> Bryan and EC3 knew the idea of the game beforehand. So they just memorise random words 
and they were the answers no matter what the questions. <laughs> so say, for example, the question was, uh, what does the rookie need to improve on the most? And so that's question three. Uh, EC3 and Daniel Bryan had to remember beforehand, for question three, no matter what the question, the answer is chicks and America. So <laughs> I think it's Josh Matthews in the ring. And he goes, Derek Bateman, what do you think Daniel Bryan uh, says you need to improve on? And he goes, I need to improve my two favourite things, chicks and America. And Daniel <laughs> Bryan stands up with a white ball and goes, it's chicks and America. I said chicks and America. <laughs> so, I, gotta, I, need to, I need to find this. I wonder oh. if it's still on the WWE Network. <laughs> yes, it is. All the really bad NXT is on the WWE Network. Oh, I need to sit down and watch some of them. Yeah, it is very good. Um, but, yeah, uh, AC3, I think, is great. Uh, so, I think he will be good as soon as they have an idea for him. But I do agree with Vince's idea overall. Yeah, I Good think, stuff. Where do you think EC3 uh, will end up, do you think? So I, I think he's he's probably better suited for Raw. Yeah, you see, at this point it's kind of weird because I don't think there is much of a difference between Raw and SmackDown, and uh, it's just it's weird. I don't know what could we'll happen. We'll wait and see. Right, do you want to hear a quick clip from that segment I was talking about? Oh yes, please. Yeah, Let me Champion Daniel Bryan. What did Daniel think when he first saw you? I think Daniel thought the great city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me! That <laughs> and that's it for the entire game. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm gonna send you a link. If you oh, want to find you. it yourself, listener. Uh, type in to YouTube, the video is called Funniest Segment of NXT, and you'll find it. Oh, uh, but yeah, I think it's weird, these NXT call-ups, because we will talk about heavy machinery later on. Uh, let's save that for later. But then you have people like Lacey Evans, who isn't really doing anything, but is also being situated with the big stars of the women's division. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Cross is obviously getting quite a push. Um... EC3, I think, is the guy that Vince McMahon would um, push. He's the big, strong fella. And Lars Sullivan has disappeared. Yes. Um, I mean, there's several rumours floating around at the moment. But yeah. We, 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 hope, we hope he hasn't just floated off the map. Well, cause... I heard that apparently he had an anxiety attack. He was yeah. supposed to be on Raw. Yeah. So which I... really isn't... A good thing. Anxiety attacks are awful, and I feel sorry for him. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I hope he can. I hope he can be better because I think he could potentially be a very big star. Well, he's he apparently he was supposed to have a a feud with John Cena. Really? That was oh. that was supposed to be his first big feud within. Wow. Uh, the main roster. That's a big push. No, no. Um. Right. Oh, we haven't talked about the match yet. <laughs> the, no. match was, the match was okay. I've and Nikki notes. Cross. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Nikki Cross. Good job there. Uh, match overall was okay. Uh, Nikki Cross doesn't pick up the win. Bailey picks up the win after hitting the Bailey to Bailey on Liv Morgan. 
Yeah. What did you think of? Uh, uh, well, well, obviously you're an average fan of uh, uh, one member of the Wright Squad, which yes. is Liv Morgan. Yes. What do you think of Nikki Cross just going absolutely mental on Liv Morgan? Well, James, I've been watching wrestling for quite some time, and I know something that not a lot of people know. Whoever wins the Royal Rumble normally goes on a bit of a losing streak in January. So this all points to me. Liv Morgan is going to win the Royal Rumble. Because Shinsuke Nakamura won against, lost against Rusev before the Royal Rumble, didn't he? Exactly. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought the match was overall okay. Yeah. I thought it was. The match for me wasn't as good as when we saw Nikki versus Becky, like a few months ago. But uh, yeah, it's good. I think I'm glad they're pushing Nikki Cross because, for God's sake, they're not pushing Sanity. Um, yeah, I think it was good. I like the idea of them being on Raw and SmackDown before they decide which one they're going to go to. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. And now for a oh. Jinder Mahal segment, which was actually quite good. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just blowing my nose. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's the first Jinder segment in a while that I haven't skipped. Uh, Jin Mahal goes up to Vince backstage and he's like, look I was WWE champion for quite some time, I should be in that match and Vince's like, right, okay, pick any of the four men, if you beat them, you're in the Fatal 4-Way, and he goes, right John Cena 16-time world champion Finn Balor, ex-NXT champion, ex-Universal champion Drew McIntyre ex-NXT champion uh, Baron Corbin I beat him when he cashed in my money in the bank. Hmm. I'll pick Finn Balor, please. <laughs> uh, so we have Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal. Winner will go on to the Fatal 4-Way match. I thought it was an enjoyable match. Um, I at no point thought that Jinder was going to win. But no. yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was actually an entertaining match because you had the threat of Jinder Mahal maybe entering this fatal four way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't like the sound of. Uh-huh. Um, so it made me invested. So that's a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. I have a Jinder Mahal related story from this week. Oh. On Monday I went to uni and I had to give a presentation on a five thousand word report that I'm going to be doing. And my report is about globalization globalization in the wrestling industry. Oh, that sounds to, very big. Oh, it's, it's an interesting one. I have to talk about Saudi Arabia. That's a different story. But to a room full of master's students, I gave my presentation. It's a 15-minute long presentation, and for a good five to ten minutes of it, I'm explaining the reasons behind Jinder Mahal's title push. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just got a room of master's students going... Look, the Indian uh, internet penetration rates has gone up, so they needed a star so they could push the network. So this fella, Jinder Mahal, he won the title. He wasn't that good. And it's just like, these are master students. How, how did it go? How did they... Well, the, well, the, the um, I think they all enjoyed the presentation, and afterwards my lecturer was like, 
yeah, that's a really good idea. I like the places you're going there. I like you including this and this. And I like, like to talk about Triple H's global localization strategy. And I talk about the streaming service. And I talk <laughs> about the wrestling territory days in the 60s. And they seemed happy. So I was like, yes, I've got it. And then directly after me, this girl went up and gave a 15-minute presentation on the lack of women in sports commentating. And I was like, God, my one's a lot less serious than this one. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the match was good. Finmar picked the win, stays in the Fatal 4 match. Now, this to me, at this point, I'm still thinking Braun's coming back, but this to me was like, right, Finn's going to lose, and they'll have the excuse that he's competing in two matches. They did the same thing with Apollo Crews, you know, they yeah. it, it's, they did the same thing with uh, Mustafa Ali, no, Smojo, a couple of weeks ago. This is what happens. Finn is definitely not going to win. Yeah, and that's where you thought... That was gonna go. <laughs> yep, I I still thought Braun would come back, so I was surprised. Um, up next, though, we have a match between Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, this match was really good. Yeah, this was the best of the Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose uh, saga, and it involved Bobby Lashley. I know. Who knew that Bobby Lashley could be the winning formula for this feud? (laughs) (laughs) But also, in a shocking turn of events, the new Intercontinental Champion, Bobby Lashley. You know what? You know what? Please tell me what. I'm okay with this. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... Well, I am also okay with this, and I will tell you why in a little bit. Before we get there, I am a bit disappointed that Dean's title reign has ended this early. Yes. Because I think that he could have done a lot with it once the Seth feud was over, and I think the Seth feud may may have been holding him back a little bit. They did well, stumble with his character and all this kind of stuff, but I think he was going good places. Yeah. And it's a shame to see it cut down so early. On the other hand, there are two reasons I'm happy Bobby Lashley is the Intercontinental Champion. I saw something on Twitter today which said that Bobby Lashley's favourite pose when he bends over and shows everyone his bum, he should wear the Intercontinental Championship backwards and bend over and show everyone the championship. And I love that idea so much that I'm now happy with the title reign. (laughs) And secondly, and I didn't think I would ever say these words in my entire life, but right now is the perfect time to restart the Bobby Lashley-Elias feud. Oh, wow. Yep. That's quite a statement, Reese. Yeah, I I hated every second of the Bobby Lashley Elias feud, but right now, bring it back! Just yes. do it again! The, the automatic uh, rematch clause is gone. Yep. We can get right to it! Yes! <laughs> do it next week! <laughs> Give that title to Elias! Uh, but I, I do think they have certain plans for both Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I think they have I don't, plans for Rollins. You don't think they have plans for Dean Ambrose? No. You think they've, they're just gonna... What do you ha- think their plans are for him? I don't know. What's his WrestleMania match? Because I've, hope- for a very long time I've been thinking, oh, he'll just have like a six-man ladder match for the IC title at WrestleMania. Now... Maybe he'll be in that still as a competitor, as a contender, sorry. But, I don't know. 
No, neither do I. Which is... I think Seth Rollins is going to win the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, are you lo- are you locking this in right now, Reese? No. Can we have a look on Skybet to see no. what the odds are on <laughs> Seth Rollins winning? Well, it's funny you say that because um, last week I was lying in bed thinking of wrestling as I do, and I thought, you know what? Finn Balor really could win the Rumble this year. And I'm glad I'd lock that one in. <laughs> So we, yeah, so, we have, I, so we have a look at the odds. So we see oh, what okay. on Skybet. You load the odds up. I'll talk about Bobby Lashley for a bit. Yep. Yeah, um, I Dean Ambrose I feel sorry for because he really messed up his character at the start of the heel turn and they had to extend it a lot because of the whole crown jewel rubbish. And I feel it's not his fault. Yeah. And I think if he just would have got past this Seth feud and was allowed to do something new with the title with a new uh, opponent, I think he could have done really well. I have no idea where he's going next. Uh, maybe this is what Bobby Lashley needs but also on the other hand just make him drop it to Elias next week yeah maybe well the odds the, Here we the, go. One, the ones on the top <laughs> on ninth uh, well um, is Seth Rollins Seth Rollins is ninth no he's not ninth he's, oh he's, he's, the, the most, he's the most likely most likely right and um, uh, and then it's Braun Strowman, and then it's Drew McIntyre. Huh. Oh yeah, where. I guess Braun will be in the Rumble now. And then, and then after that, it starts to break away into some weird dimension of. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get your the John Cena, Finn, Finn Balor, who is already in a title match, and Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Imagine having less odds to win the Royal Rumble than Kenny Omega, but you're actually in the company. Well, a 25 to 1 is The Rock. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and, and on the same level is The Miz. The Miz and The Rock have the same odds. Yeah. You know what, James? One day we should actually put money on our predictions. And we can just pick any amount of money that we want to to put on any prediction. And the winner isn't whoever gets the most right. It's whoever wins the most amount of money at the end. Oh, my God. I'm I'm just having a look as um, the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. I have no idea who's going to win that. Uh, The top three. Do you want to know? Can I guess? Have a go. Charlotte Flair. Oh, well done, Reese. Becky Lynch. Uh, well done! And the third one. Uh, Bailey? No, oh, it's Alexa Bliss. Oh! Okay. So that's Sky Skybet. Skybet, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, speaking of there. Alexa Bliss, it's Alexa, time to talk about Alexa Bliss because uh, it's time for a moment of bliss. But before that, we go backstage. And a man has a cup of coffee for Alexa Bliss, and he knocks on the door. Alexa, I'm coming in. I've got your coffee here. And he walks in, and Alexa Bliss is there without a top on, covering herself up as quickly as she could. She goes, go away! I'm getting changed. And then that's the end. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think, James? Well, this is the start of the most randomest bits of this segment. <sighs> yes. Uh, so, and it's not the most random. 
No, it's not. It was really not a good week for Alexa Bliss. See, I, I liked the Alexa Bliss because, obviously, uh, she comes out and uh, she she announces the uh, the first ever Women's Tag Team Championship. Oh, yeah. And he shows shows them off. They look really nice. Yeah. Really nice lovely. titles. They also announced that these titles will be uh, the, the winner of the Women's Elimination Chamber match. There'll be six teams, free from SmackDown, free from Raw. I thought they were going to save this big moment until WrestleMania. They're not. Uh, the, the winner of the Elimination Chamber will win them. The problem with this is, I can't think of three female tag team from SmackDown. Can you? No. Can you? Well, you have the Iconics. One. Uh, Naomi and someone else. Oh, that's not a tag team, James. That's one person. Uh, Sonya Deville and uh, Mandy, Mandy Rose. Rose. That's two. That's the two that I had. And who's the third tag team? Naomi and um, her imaginary friend. <laughs> that's not a tag team, James. That's one person. <laughs> like, I on Raw, you have Sasha and Bailey. Tamina and Nia Jax and the Riot Squad. Easy, three yeah. people there. Smackdown, yeah. you have two and a half. Naomi and Lana. Are they fr- are they a team? I not currently, okay. but they can make a team before Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Do you want to lock that prediction in? They're going to win the no, tag team no, championship. No. <laughs> um, but we talked a little bit about the Alexa Bliss weird dressing room scene. Here's a quick game for you, James. How many views does that 45-second clip currently have on the WWE YouTube channel? Oh, no, I don't... Is it the most popular clip from the week? Uh, Let me check for you. Uh, Let me have a look here. So far, yes. So far, yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes, yep. Uh, coming into SmackDown now. Uh, yes, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yes, 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 yeah. Yes, it is the most popular clip of the week, James. It is 45 seconds. How many views does it have? What? Uh, 200,000. You think it has 200,000 views? Yeah. You're a bit off. Oh. It has 5.5 million. What? What? (laughs) James, most of the clips of WWE from the week have more than that. Like, Samoa Joe beating down Mustafa Ali has 300,000. The second most watched clip, I think, is Braun Strowman flipping the limo, which has... Uh, 3.9 million views. But Alexa Bliss wearing showing less skin than she normally would when she's wrestling has 5.5 million views. I, I'm disgusted WWE. How oh, dare <laughs> Moment of this. Heyman comes out. And it was really weird because like, Heyman's like, Brock's going to beat whoever it is at, at Royal Rumble. But yeah. he can't really cut down the opponent because he doesn't know who the opponent's going to be so it's kind of an, an off segment for Heyman because he didn't he couldn't really say John Cena you suck 
Well, well, he couldn't he's, say. He's just he... going through all four of the. He likes ten. Drew McIntyre, doesn't he? Oh, he, he loves them. Old Paul. I think he's H. the next. He's the next Paul Heyman guy. Oh, that'd be that'd be good actually. That'd be good. Uh, and then out comes Otis Dovovich, who basically goes, "Pretty lady, pretty lady, oh, oh, pretty lady," and that's it. <laughs> well, before the before that, it was a lot of. Spinning around yeah. continuously, very confused. Otis Jones a bit, and a lot of oh! <laughs> yeah. It was in the most weird. randomest segment I've ever seen in WWE, and I and then like eventually, took a night, dragged him off stage. But I, I, like originally, I did I I did laugh at this. I because just, it I, was so uh, random. I just don't want them to be a joke because I really like them and they are funny. Yeah. But this isn't what they're all about. They're all about spinning and beating people up. I know, but Otis was like this with NXT. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And at the moment, they are just like. Popping up on Raw and SmackDown, I think this is probably the best way. <laughs> just, just popping in somewhere completely random, <laughs> and this was the most randomest that he could do. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, let's move on though. Main event time: John Cena, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, number one contendership match. For the uh, Universal Championship at Royal Rumble, this match was great. Really, really yes. loved it. Great match. All four guys shone really well. It was unpredictable. I really did not know who was going to win at all. Uh, if I was to put money on it when I was watching it, I thought they were going to give it to Drew, but they didn't. Yeah. They gave it to Mr. Finn Balor. Hits the coup de, coup de gras on John Cena. One, two, three. Finn Balor will face Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Universal Championship. Which is, at the same time, both really bizarre and awesome. Also, this is the second time in a row now that Brock Lesnar's pay-per-view opponent has been changed two weeks before the show. They should do this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes things much more interesting for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, well, what do you think is going to happen to Braun now? Do you think maybe they'll turn it into triple threat? He'll be in the Rumble? He just will not be on the show? I I think he'll be in the Rumble. Right. I I think he'll... uh... I think what 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 I've been seeing and what I kind of agree with is that if Braun was to face Brock Lesnar, he would take a loss, which yes. would be his third loss against Brock Lesnar. Yes, which would which would damage Braun Strowman. I think. Yes. And I think they 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 also thought that. But at the same time, they 
there's also been rumours of this big Finn Balor push. Yeah. Do you think he can win? I I don't know. You know what? I'm I'm not sure who's going to win. See, me and you had a slight really conversation bizarre. about this where we said if he comes out as the demon, he's going to win. Yeah. Because the demon never loses. The thing is, it's it's so weird because like, I yeah, Brock Lesnar and Braun, two big guys. Yeah, and like, I knew kind of knew Brock was gonna win, yeah. and now we have Finn Balor, who is, in all, all intentions, a cruiserweight. Yes. Um. He's facing Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a fantastic match. Like, look at. Uh, all Brock Brock's matches with smaller guys like Punk, like AJ, like Brian. Great, really it's good. It's gonna be a fantastic match. That the thing is, loads of people say all the time Brock is really good when he cares about his opponent. Yeah, I think this could be another one of those matches. I Even hope if so. Balor wins or loses, I think this is this is going to be a good one to watch. And also, unlike the Brock-Roman Reigns matches that we've been seeing, the crowd are going to be invested because everyone's behind Balor all the time because he's amazing. After the match, Cena just like puts him over amazingly saying that he's behind him like the fans are. Really great stuff from Cena. Yeah, I'm really excited for that match. And I think maybe it was the awful promo segment between Braun and Brock last week. Maybe it was, as you said, they don't want Braun to lose. Whatever it was, I don't really care. I'm just happy we're getting Finn versus Brock, and it's going to be yeah, amazing. I think it's going to be good. I mean, I've loved, I love the the lovely underdog story that yeah. happened on this week's Raw, and and John Cena put over Finn Balor. Yeah, he took the pin. Yeah, and congratulated him on his win. So I'm very, I'm very, very. Confused but excited <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, because I really like Finn Balor, and yeah. I think this is long overdue. Yes. So, if he wins or loses, I don't mind, <laughs> but I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah. And um, another thing to note: uh, over the past, I think it was uh, f- uh, the past forty-eight hours of of Raw. Uh, he had wrestled three matches. Oh yeah, <laughs> busy, busy old week for Finn Balor. He went to Blackpool. Yep, and wrestled a match there. Yep, and then came back to the states. Yep, and wrestled two, two. matches on Raw. Yes, and now he has to face Brock Lesnar. It's a wonderful underdog story. Yes, right. We are nearly an hour into this podcast, and we haven't reached SmackDown yet. So let's. Get on with it. Smackdown Live opens up with the man, Becky Lynch, and she talks about hype. She says that uh, she, she apparently has a lot of hype and she can't live up to the hype. And she addresses, well, look at Asuka. She went into the she went into WrestleMania undefeated and lost. She couldn't live up to a hype. She then disappeared for months because she couldn't live up to the hype. She lost to Charlotte Flair, who Becky has beaten countless times. It's basically saying there's no way that Becky Lynch doesn't walk out of the Royal Rumble as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Champion. Asuka then comes out and shouts some stuff in Japanese. 
<laughs> out come the Iconics. We haven't seen them in a while. It's good to see them. I like their shtick. Uh, they basically say that Becky and Asuka suck. This leads to a match. It's Becky Lynch versus Peyton Royce, and it starts off with Becky Lynch punching Peyton Royce in the throat. Yeah, which which is quite awesome. brutal. It was great. Brutal. It, was great. it was this match. It went this match went went quite long, a lot longer than I thought it would. And I thought it was an okay match overall. Nothing too fantastic, but did exactly what it had to do. Becky picking up the win. Uh, the Iconics then retreat a bit. Asuka shouts in more Japanese, drags Billy Kay to the ring, throws her in there, and then just dominates her for like five minutes, makes her tap out, and there's a bit of a stare down between them, and AJ Styles comes out, and he walks around the ring, then walks up some stairs, and that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the opening of SmackDown. SmackDown out like a rocket, straight yes. from the bat, uh-huh. um, as per usual. And uh, there was something we uh, we didn't mention there, Reese, and oh, yeah. uh, was... Before the uh, the uh, the promo in the ring, oh yeah, we had a bit of a promo backstage with yes. Becky Lynch driving up in her car. Yeah, uh, an SUV, as uh, Daniel Bryan will uh, oh, have you know, gonna kick um, her in the head. <laughs> uh, she has uh, a lovely interview with Kayla, and she yeah. says, "No, I'm gonna say that back in the ring." Yes, and then <laughs> uh, the shot then cuts to. The New Day and <laughs> Heavy Machinery. Yes. <laughs> Who <laughs> Heavy Machinery making a complete bizarre mixture yep. or potion of yep. some kind. Yeah. A protein shake uh, with tuna, <laughs> pancakes, lots of eggs. Oh yeah. A bit of milk in there as well. Yeah. Looked totally disgusting, but. Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, and then the camera cuts to Becky Lynch, and uh, Otis is a bit like that. Went, do, do you want? Do you want some? <laughs> of which Becky Lynch accepts, and then drinks this complete mess of a protein. <laughs> I would have loved it if she got to the ring and said, "Let me tell you about." <laughs> <laughs> And, and yeah, but overall, another... I thought the opening SmackDown was great. Yeah, another underrated segment. Uh, like, I I didn't see it in the first like watch of it, but then yeah. within gifts on you on, on Twitter and stuff, Xavier Woods <laughs> zips open his shirt, <laughs> his jacket, which is the man. As soon as <laughs> Becky Lynch appears. I love it. It's Becky Lynch's new superpower. She walks into rooms, people's jackets explode, and they have her t-shirt on. <laughs> oh, uh, this whole segment was fantastic. It was really good. Really liked it. Oh, Smackdown's so good. Anyway, we now, uh, after the break, we're, we're in the concession stand area like Daniel Bryan was last week. We have AJ Styles going, you want to eat hot dogs? Let's eat hot dogs. And hey, free t-shirts. You have a t-shirt, and you have a t-shirt, and you have a t-shirt. He gets attacked by Daniel Bryan, and it ends with them both going through a table. Uh, it's kind of just copying what they did last week. It didn't really add anything for me. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I could see why they did it. Yeah. Um, the highlight for me, though, for Daniel Bryan this week, has been Daniel Bryan's Twitter. Because he uploaded a video of uh, people making sausages... And saying, yeah. this is why I hate hot dogs. Look look at this. 
And then people complained at him because, like, like, my kids follow you on Twitter and you put that disgusting video up <laughs> of the hot dogs. <laughs> and then he went, okay, I'll put something more kid appropriate up. And he put up a little cartoon of Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Piglet is going, Winnie, I don't want to be a hot dog. And then Winnie the Pooh is like, oh, don't worry, Piglet, you'll be okay. And Piglet's like, will they kill me humanely, Pooh Bear? And Winnie the Pooh's like, well, that depends. Do you want to live, Piglet? And Piglet goes, yes, I want to live. And Winnie the Pooh goes, well, then, your death won't be humane. (laughs) What? What is this? Oh, no. it's just like, oh my god, Dr. Brian, why? Why'd you make me feel this way oh, about Piglet? You, you dirty, dirty <laughs> heel. <laughs> but yeah, Daniel Bryan, a uh, bit of a lesser spot than he had last week on this week's SmackDown. But yeah, his Twitter game is fantastic. But also, just before this tweet, he tweeted, Watch Total Bellas on E! <laughs> Which um, you will see from... In, in Total Bellas, he's nothing like. Uh... Well, he is a vegan warrior, but he's not. Uh, he's this not, evil he's man. not. He's not going to punch you in the face because he's of it. He's not going to kick you in the head for driving an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. We got Samoa somebody Joe. who has an SUV, uh, Mustafa Ali. Yes, um, uh, we got Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali. Apart from we don't Samoa Joe is. Beats him up before the start of the match, throwing him everywhere, just generally destroying him. This is just building him up for the Rumble, so he looks like a legit threat in the match. Uh, A lot of heel heat for Joe, I imagine. Uh, Yeah, I imagine uh, Ali will eliminate him in the Rumble, and he's like, ha 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 ha, I am good. That was lovely. I did enjoy this, though. I thought it was really good. But, not as good as what was next. No, because what was next was completely overshadowed everything yes. in the night, I think. Yes, it is um, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade, who is no longer Andrade Cien Almas. He is now just Andrade, which I personally think is a mistake. Yeah. I didn't but- mind when Elias Samson became Elias, or Biggie, Lance- Biggie Langston became Big E, because those surnames didn't really mean anything. I think Andrade Cien Almas is not just a fantastic name, but also sums up his kind of character of being this, not upper class, but better than you person. It's a fancy sounding name. And yeah, it is. Andrade Cien Almas is just such a fantastic... Andrade by itself is not... Is, I think they should rethink this. I think they should give him his name back, because Andrade just it's not as good as Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, I... I also think this is a mistake, but I don't think it's as as character destroying as no, a no. lot of people are saying. <laughs> when you put on matches this good, it doesn't matter what your name is. No. But, uh, I just think his name was so good. But anyway, this match was incredible. Last week we said we want to see more than this, and even. WWE picked up on this. They show a little thing on Twitter, like tweets before of people saying, that was amazing, we want to see more, we want to see more. And they have the match. And um, initially, I was a bit hesitant because it starts off with Rey Mysterio putting Andrade in a headlock. And yeah, then it starts off like 
quite really slow. Quite slow. And then Andrade escapes the headlock, and Ray catches him again and puts him in another headlock. I'm like, what are you doing? Why, why, are you, why are you doing this? But then he just picks up. There's the one spot that sticks in my mind the most is Ray jumps off the top rope to Andrade and kind of just gets on his shoulders to go for a Hurricane Runner. But then it looks like Andrade reverses it, but he doesn't. And Ray gets him on a Hurricane Runner over the top rope. And Andrade is supposed to land on both feet and pick him up. Now, they botch it a little bit and Andrade goes down to both knees but then is still able to stand up, which makes it look even more impressive than if he just landed on his feet. And it was incredible. <laughs> and later on, we have uh, Ray going, uh, jumping off the top row, Hurricane to the floor. Amazing, amazing, amazing match. It's like, what can you say about it? Just go watch this match again. Watch it so many times that it beats the Alexa Bliss with no clothes on in the most viewed clip on YouTube this week. Because <laughs> it was, it was uh, amazing. It was it was it was the type of match that should have been on pay-per-view. I think it will be. I think they haven't even showed us what they can begin to do yet. Yeah, this is Also, this is... Andrade wins again. He does. But this is, do you think you know, you know. I think Andrade has a a good chance of winning this uh uh Rumble of Royals, you know. Oh. You think he's going to face Daniel, Daniel Bryan? Oh, heel versus that, heel? Well, I wouldn't mind that. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I don't... He could win. He's a dark horse for the Rumble. I would personally like to see him at Mania go up against Ray again. Just on a bigger stage, let him do whatever the hell they want for about 30 minutes. Yeah. And then build him up to be a challenger for SummerSlam. That's the way I'd like to see him go. Yeah. Or maybe have him beat Rusev and have him as the mid-card guy. Either way, I think he deserves to have a championship around him because he's a fantastic wrestler. Yes, he is. I mean, both of them are. Yeah, because... Ray's still well, got it. But one Ray, thing... Ray one thing about Ray Mysterio, I didn't like this week. His mask says the word mask on it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a thing? I don't know. Tweet Ray Mysterio. Okay, I'll t- from the IWO Twitter account. Yes, do that now. Okay, uh, you talk about wrestling whilst I send a tweet to Ray Mysterio. Oh, okay. Well, going back to the match, the match yes. was friggin' awesome, and I think it was possibly one of the the best TV matches I've watched like ever, which is quite a statement. Yeah. But I th- I think it's well founded because the stuff they did in that match I didn't even think would happen within the WWE. No, it was it was really good. Really yeah, it good. Was, it, it went from really slow pace and a gradual gradually went up in pace and then it went really fast pace really <laughs> quickly. And then Andrade picked up the win. He reversed two six one nines. Yeah, he's very good at reversing the six one nine. He's done it quite a few times now. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Rey Mysterio's six one nine is losing a bit of a bit of its flair. You know, Oof. we'll have to wait and see. I think this is not the last time that we're going to see these guys together. And no. I'm very happy that that you know, if you just want instant money. Just tomorrow, say, look, they're going to have a match at WrestleMania. They're just going to do yeah. it. 
doesn't even have to be a championship match. No, just them two having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> bit of a laugh. Make it no DQ. Put them in a cell. I don't care. <laughs> it's too. Uh, TLC. TLC. Yes. Oh. Make it a stairs match. Everyone loves a stairs match. Uh, well, not a stairs match. Is that is that what you're saying? No. Well. Is there any such thing as a stairs match? Oh, I'm pretty sure uh, the Big Show and Luke Harper once had a stairs match. I don't think that was true. <laughs> right. If if so, I doubt it was very memorable. <laughs> so we'll move on to Mandy Rose's weird yes. thing. Uh, she's been yeah. Uh, early on in the night, Jimmy Uso gets a little present... And it is a rose and a letter and a hotel key. That's like, hey, come and see me. I'm wanting you. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded really demented and creepy. (laughs) But yeah, that was what it was. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to find a picture of Rey Mysterio's mask with the word mask on it so I can tweet it at him. It's proving very difficult. Oh. I'm going to have the match running in the background because I know there is one bit where it's just really obvious and I'm going to screenshot it for our tweet. Anyway, yeah, um, Jimmy Uso goes to the hotel room and is like, hello, Mandy Rose, and she takes off her dressing gown to reveal her underwear, which, very much like Alexa Bliss, is more clothes than she usually wears. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Jimmy... Oof, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, it was it was that type of thing. Um, yeah. and, and then a photographer comes out of nowhere, like Mister Ben, and, <laughs> and then she's like, "Ah, oh, Jimmy, sir, I don't even like you. Oh my god, I just do this because I hate your wife." <laughs> and then Naomi appears, and then there's a fight. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Which. This is the continuation of the Mandy Rose and Naomi feud. Is this. Featuring the end? Jimmy Uso. Which. I'm. I don't like. Don't. I don't know what to think about this. Because. I feel like I should hate it. But I don't really hate it because hello, I, I've just tweeted Ray Mysterio oh hello Ray at Ray Mysterio hi Ray why does your mask say mask on it <laughs> fantastic <laughs> match by the way hashtag <laughs> uh, let's see if he responds tune in next week yeah many knows I don't see the point of this I didn't enjoy it um, where is this heading which Rumble, is the I imagine. Question. Do you think this is just a rumor? Yeah. They seem to invest, be investing a lot into a feud that shall just end in the rumble. Yes. I don't know what to say about this. Maybe, maybe it's just filler TV. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't like it. I haven't liked it from the start, but here we go. We're there. Uh, up next, James, is the bestie birthday bash for your favourite wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon, who turned 49 years old, hosted. Which is really weird 
because yeah. despite the things he can do. Yeah. Uh, hosted by his best friend and tag team partner, The Miz. He bought him a present and some lovely shoes. He got him two cakes, which immediately went over my mind going, wait a minute, they're feuding with a tag team, and there's two cakes. I wonder what's going to happen. Anyway, yes. out come the bar, and they're like, we weren't invited to the party. That's not very nice. And Shane's like, for my birthday, I want The Miz versus Sheamus, because that's what every person wants for their birthday. A match between the Miz and Sheamus. They have the match. It's okay. Miz picks up the win, and Shane hits the coast to coast. But there's a cake involved, so it's the coast to cake, and that's the end. <laughs> the coast to cake. Um, after Andrade versus Ray, nothing can top that, and it should have been the main event. Yeah, it should have been the main event. I mean, coast to cake is good and everything. Ugh. But uh, it's the not. Andrade Rey yeah. Mysterio match was hot stuff. Yes, it was. Considering <laughs> yes, it the was. stuff that preceded it. Yes. Uh, yeah, overall, I thought this was okay. I am excited yeah. for their match because I can't wait to see Shane McMahon and the Miz's tag champs. Also, technically, this is should have this should have ended in a disqualification because they used a keg. Oh, foreign object. Foreign objects in the ring. But the ring was completely thrown out the the window. And a cake was involved in the match. I guess when your dad owns the company, you can hit people with cakes willy-nilly. Oh, goddammit. But, James, we have... This is... I think this is the longest podcast we've ever done. Because we were talking about NXT at the start, and we got sidetracked with so many things. But we have to ask now, which was better? Raw or SmackDown? Well, this week, I feel like we should have a bit of a shake-up. Ugh. Because I feel yes. that this week, yes. Raw was huh? a much better-built show than SmackDown this week. Oh SmackDown my. was still really good, but Raw, I felt I was really, really invested in Finn Balor this week. And which is why I'm going to name him also <gasps> Wrestler of the Week. I don't believe it. I've changed the song. Um, <laughs> I'm Ill. I can't play the kazoo. The first roar for a very long time, not just in the year. No, very long time. Be the best roar of the year. And Finn Balor, deservedly, is wrestler of the week. I believe this is the first time he's ever been wrestler of the week. Yes, I think it has. So, will he win the Universal Championship? There's only one way to find out. I hope so, because (laughs) I freaking can't stand Brock Lesnar being Universal Championship champion for much longer. Well, next week is the go-home show before the Royal Rumble. Will Brock be there? Probably not. What will Braun do? Is Daniel Bryan going to ruin other children's TV programs with weird comics? There's only one way to find out, everyone. Tune in next week to the IWO podcast. Follow us on Twitter at IWO podcast. James, where can they find you? 
They can find me at Comedy James TE on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, the ReCB. Ah, what a fantastic time has been had by all. Until next week, all that's left to say is goodbye. Ta ta.